Hands on Kempe, dishes in front, another sliding catch saved by Flurry, this time to his right. Because one hour isn't enough, we welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Here is a left wing opportunity, Lizana sliding, catch save, Robin Leonard, what a stop. From the Finley Chevrolet, Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios, and live at LVSportsNetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Get into the playoff matches in the uh, North and in the East uh, divisions in just a little bit. Uh, but we start off hour number two of the VGK Insider Show. Darren Millard, Ryan Wallace, Chris Chapman uh, with the general manager of the Vegas Golden Knights, Kelly McCrimmon, who is kind enough to take out uh, uh, some minutes of his day as he prepares for uh, both the end of the season for the Henderson Silver Knights and the start of the Stanley Cup playoffs for the Vegas Golden Knights, whether that is uh, Sunday or Monday, uh, joining us on the program today. So, Congratulations, first of all, 40-14-2. and two. Um, That's a 732 winning uh, points percentage, uh, winning percentage, whatever term you want to use. Uh, first place was uh, your goal, but like 732 is just seems astronomical to me. Uh, where is it in your expectations? Well, it's a really good record. It's a you know, reflection of a real consistent season by our team when you go back to January 13th, I believe, when the NHL regular season began. Uh, I don't think that anyone would have expected any team to uh, achieve 40 wins. So it's a great accomplishment uh, by our players, our coaching staff, and uh, you know one that we feel good about. But obviously, uh, what we play all year for is the playoffs, which uh, are up next. But it's uh, you know real nice, uh, real nice accomplishment for our players. Uh, Colorado faces LA tonight, and if Colorado wins, uh, they claim first place in the West and uh, the President's Trophy. How does Kelly McCrimmon sit down and uh, and watch this one tonight? Well, I'm lucky. I get to go to the Henderson Silver Knights uh, game and hopefully uh, watch them clinch first place in the Pacific Division. So I won't have the angst that comes with uh, watching a game cheering for a team that's not your own. So uh, it'll play out how it plays out, and you know, we're prepared to begin either uh, Sunday or Monday. We're playing a real good team uh, either way. So that one's out of our hands uh, for now. Kelly McCrimmon joining us on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. You know, Kelly, as you look toward the playoffs, I think one of the big questions surrounding the Golden Knights right now is is health. Can you provide an update on on whether or not, uh, say, Max Pacioretty or Ryan Reeves will be available for the playoffs or any of the other injured Golden Knights? Well, we're like a lot of teams right now. Uh, Ryan, we had some people out of our lineup as we uh you know went into those final 15 to 20 games i think you you look around the nhl you saw that with a lot of teams i think it's a reflection of um you know a really compressed schedule over you know 56 games over i believe 116 days and uh you know we're like a lot of teams in that regard that we had some people out of our lineup i think that uh you know, our expectation is we'll be uh, we'll be in uh, in better shape. Those are things that we monitor day to day. But really, until we get to the playoffs, we won't be exactly certain what uh, what that's going to look like. You said at the start of the year that uh, Mark Stone may become a better player uh, after being presented with the captaincy. What did you know that the rest of us didn't? Because it looked like that came to be true. Yeah, Mark had a really good year. You know, his line with uh, Max Pacioretty, Chandler Stevenson, I think were one of the top lines uh, in the NHL. 
And uh, you know, I, I think it's exactly what I what I suggested uh, at the beginning of the year that that um, you know validation that it was uh, his team, he was the captain. I think helped him uh, take a step as a player, and you know, really just a great year. And I mean, you watch him night in, night out. He does so many things well. It's not just uh, you know the point production. He was over sixty points and uh, over a point a game, but there's a lot more to his game than uh, than just that. And again. Uh, he'd be the first to credit the line mates that he uh, has played with almost exclusively this year with uh, with Max and Chandler, and uh, you know together they they had a heck of a year. Golden Knights win forty of fifty six games in this National Hockey League season. General Manager Kelly McCrimmon with us on the BGK Insider Show. You know, Kelly, uh, going into this season, there was a, a lot of talk surrounding keeping both Robin Leonard and Marc-Andre Fleury and having $12 million in goaltending. Does the fact that that tandem, Marc-Andre, Robin Leonard, winning the Jennings Trophy, does that kind of validate and, and reinforce your decision on on going into this season with that tandem? Yeah, and we're not, you know, the individual awards aren't, uh, aren't what we are about. But what I like about this is it's, uh, first of all, a reflection of both, uh, Mark Andre and Robin having great years. And then it's a team award. And I think that those two, uh, players would certainly credit, uh, the rest of our team for playing as well defensively as we did. But it was, uh, you know, we had great goaltending, uh, all season. We played 56 games and, you know, we felt uh, going into every game that we had the best goalie uh, in the game, and most of those nights we were uh, proven correct. So, um, really, a, you know, really a comforting feeling I think for our team to have two guys back there that are as proven at the position as they are. Mark Andre, of course, uh, playing uh, the majority of the games because of the injury to Robin Leonard, but rotation up until that point, and then uh, rotation ever since. Uh, Robin returned, and again, as we talked about before the season began, it was uh, it was the right year for that uh, for that approach, and both those players had a great seasons. For those that don't know, in the 56 game season, a goaltender has to appear in 17 games to be eligible to win the Jennings Trophy. Robin Leonard and Mark Andre Fleury both accomplished that. Uh, any thought of uh, campaigning or lobbying the National Hockey League to have Alec Martinez also added to the Jennings Trophy uh, <laughs> because of uh, what he was able to done? I-, I didn't realize that he was such an accomplished shot blocker, but uh, that that came uh, to be a major talking point. But his overall game, Kelly, uh, just became uh, like a five tool defenseman for you well he is uh you know one of the most valuable players on our team his character is leadership which you know might be harder for a fan to uh to pick up but when you see the respect that he has uh from his teammates how hard he plays the game the pain he can uh, endure the selflessness that he has with uh with his, with his play with his body with blocking the shots uh that he does and uh and not to overlook he had the uh, you know, 32 points in 53 games. So he had a great year uh, for our team offensively, but just has been a great addition since coming on board uh, at last year's trade deadline and a really, really important piece uh, of our team. I've known you long enough to never underestimate uh, your knowledge, but has Alec Martinez been better than advertised than, than what we expected? Uh, we had identified Alex last year as the player, Alec, I should say, as the player that we wanted to acquire on our blue line. There was a lot of talk that there was other defensemen that might be available. There was a lot of other defensemen that did move, but our pro staff had done a really good job of identifying 
Uh, Alec is the guy that we thought uh, would fit our needs the best, and I think what you saw is a guy that had a championship pedigree coming from uh, L.A., uh, really getting excited about being back in a winning environment, and he's only uh, he's only just played better and better uh, the entire time that he's been here. So, uh, you know, he's a really good player, really good person, and uh, a big part of our team. It would be nice if he uh, kind of motivated his buddies in L.A. tonight uh, a little bit. Uh, Kelly McCrimmon with us on the VGK Insider <laughs> Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. You know, Kelly, we, we saw Nick Haig uh, have his first career NHL fight in Minnesota, and ever since that point, he, the offense has come. There's been a little bit more physicality to his game. Is that something that you'd hope that he would have added as far as a layer that, that makes him even harder to play against? Well, this is Nick's first uh, full season in the NHL. He played last year uh, right up until the All-Star break by week, and then basically uh, Zach Whitecloud and uh, and Nick uh, switched places. So, you know, the progress that he made, um, you know, I, I don't attribute, um, you know, this to the fact that he had a fight in uh, in Minnesota a week ago or 10 days ago when that was. I just saw steady progress uh, throughout the year, and, you know, we are excited by Nick's potential based on uh, still the physical maturity that you're going to see out of a player that's six foot six. Um, you know, getting a first full season under uh, his belt. Uh, again, when you look at offensive production, he had, you know, five goals. He had 17 points in 52 games. That's pretty good for a defenseman in the mm-hmm. NHL. And when you take into account that he's, you know, 22 uh, years old. And you and you project what you think his trajectory is going to look like. Uh, you know, we see really exciting things uh, down the road for Nick Hag. I think he's only going to continue to get better for a number of years. You know, with respect to the physical play, he's a big man, and I and I think if you go back and you look at his time in junior, you look at his time in the American League, and uh, you know, even we had the the rookie tournament here uh, a couple of years ago uh, at CNA. Uh, he can handle himself, and and I think uh, you know when you do that, you gain a little bit more respect probably from your opponent. You certainly uh, gain a lot of respect in the eyes of uh, your teammate. It's not a big part of the game uh, anymore, but uh, at the same time, I think uh, you know you see the same thing in a young Keegan Colasar that I thought established himself uh, quite well physically uh, this year as well. And I think for uh, for Nick Hague, probably good for uh, for his confidence uh, as well. Uh, do you think it would be the same result uh, that I would get much better at my job if I decided to have a scrap? Like, how do you think I'd fare? <laughs> it, would just, it would depend on how long you were happy with finishing second. I guess I'd get a little old. Uh, if, that's, uh, if that's your chosen profession, it's, uh, it's tough getting a silver, silver medal every time. <laughs> well said. Uh, enjoy the Henderson Silver Knights game tonight. Uh, you got through 56 games, uh, 40 wins. Heck of an accomplishment, and I uh, can't wait to see the second season start. Really appreciate you jumping on with us today. Yeah, anytime, guys, and we're looking forward to it as well. And there's Kelly McCrimmon, the general manager of the uh, the Vegas Golden Knights. That one was for you, Chapman. You you like it when when Kelly gives me the the Oof. gears and well, just yeah. put it on a tee. Just yeah. put it on a tee. I I like anytime you get chirped. Um, <laughs> sign, you know what? If we had that happen once a day, sign me up for that. Let's go. Absolutely. You just got to get somebody who can chirp. Yeah, because I'm not very good at it. You're not. You're terrible. Yeah, at it. I know. You have no chirp game. You, you know what's funny? There, there, when I was younger, I was a great trash talker, and I think as I've gotten old, I've gotten soft. I think that's what it is. I've just gotten softer as I, I've gotten older. I call shenanigans on you being a great trash. No, yes, so no, do I. no. I 
Listen, yeah, I, I don't see it. I used to, I'm sure you guys know, the carnival game where the guy sits on a little board and people have to throw the, the baseball and hit the target and drop the guy into the water. I used to be that you know, guy. You know what that's called? Hold on. Do you know what that's called, Chapman? It's called a dunk tank. Yeah, dunk the jerk is what basically <laughs> what, what my boss used to call it. But growing up, I worked on the boardwalk. <laughs> and I was the guy who sat on the bench, and I would trash talk a lot of people from upstate. So once, from, once you got too old for your mom wears army boots, then it just <laughs> Well, like, you, know, you know, it was a lot easier when people gave me material to, to, to basically dunk on them. So, like, a lot of times I would I would you know, insult, I don't want to go too deep, but I would insult the guys who were trying to throw the ball and, and it would just make them more angry. And of course they couldn't throw the ball accurately. So I'd make my boss a lot of money because these guys, you know, when you're angry, you're, you're definitely not throwing a ball very accurate. Why'd you move on from that career? Because I liked making more than $7 (laughs) an hour. (laughs) I didn't mind getting wet. That was fun, but it happened so rarely that I just felt like it wasn't really worth the money. Uh, where are you guys in your confidence uh, on the Golden Knights? And I ask that not as as a whole, but did did what we watched through the back half of the season change your opinion on on where this team is going into the Stanley Cup playoffs? Because it did for me. Uh, not just the ten game winning streak, but the competitiveness of those two games in in St. Paul. Uh, and what they did against uh, St. Louis, the great game against Colorado. Like, I, even though they didn't win all those games, my uh, recognition and appreciation for their game actually went up. Yeah, for me, I, I look at this team, and, and I think that they've done what Alec Martinez has said throughout this season a team has to do, and that's get better as the year wears on. You might not always get the results, right? Like, you might you might not always win the game, but I think that you have to continue to take strides in your game. And what we saw from the Golden Knights, I would argue, the last six, seven games of the season were, were a, a very cohesive and, and put-together 60-minute efforts for the Golden Knights. And when you get a team that I think is, is feeling as good about their game right now as the Golden Knights are, uh, I think that they're going to be able to find another level and take it to another gear in the playoffs. We just got uh, some uh, news that uh, is coming across. Darren Dreger reporting that the New York Rangers get permission to interview Gerard Gallant uh, uh, for their coaching vacancy. I don't think there's a big surprise there. I think Gerard will be interviewed or should be interviewed uh, for all the jobs. But that, uh, that's coming across uh, right now as Chapman was trying to slide me over his phone, which I clunked against the mic stand, which reset his yeah, phone and couldn't see anything. And then he, uh, like, w- what a smooth operation oh, we, <laughs> the two of us have going on here in the studio. It's like Keystone Cops. Yeah. No, no the Keystone Cops would, like, have, like, five levels yeah. of excellence above the two of us, uh, what we were doing. It's like, we it's like doing. two versions of Inspector Clouseau in the studio. <laughs> My goodness. Uh, Let's take a break. When we come back, uh, what is going to happen in the North and in the East? used to be a division called the Northeast, but uh, it's just the North and the East, the Canada division and then the the old uh, Patrick division. I have a very strong opinion on the North uh, as we continue on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. On to the near wing. Big shot, he scores! It's time for one-timers. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day. And it's a tie hockey game. On the VGK Insider Show. 
Let's get going. Uh, we've got the North and we've got the East. Uh, two divisions today, two divisions tomorrow for our Stanley Cup playoff previews. Uh, let's start with the East because that's a schmozzle. It should be easy to work through because, to be quite honest, nobody has a clue. So this is purely opinion. <laughs> there's, there's, there's no real expertise coming in, in this one, and, uh, and I can't be more honest with you folks. Than, than that. So let's uh, let's start with the East, and the series will be Pittsburgh against the New York Islanders. What do you see happening here, Wallace? Okay, so the Pittsburgh Penguins, the New York Islanders, uh, it, it, this is Barry Trotz figuring out a way to stop Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin and the Pittsburgh Penguins. Also, I'm not really sure exactly what's going on in terms of the Penguins' goaltending. Those are questions that we have heading toward Game 1 of the playoffs. So I have lived by this standard for a while. You don't bet against Sidney Crosby. Mm -hmm. You don't bet against Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin unless they're playing the New York Islanders. And I'm conflicted here because I'm not really sure which way I'm going to lean, but I... I think that Crosby's had a good enough season that tie goes to Sidney Crosby. I'm going to go the Pittsburgh Penguins in six games, and I do not feel at all confident in that prediction. You know, Sidney Crosby, for his career, has owned the New York Islanders, except for the last time that they met in the Stanley Cup playoffs. But has I know. owned the New York Islanders. I'm going Sid. I'm taking the Pittsburgh Penguins yeah. with the... Uh, with Tristan Jari in goal, but uh, Max uh, Legacy uh, got a shutout uh, in his one game uh, with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, just uh, throwing that in there. Chapman, are you with us here, Pittsburgh? Yeah. Okay. A dynamite drop in Monty. Washington <laughs> and Boston. This is Zdeno Chara. Zdeno Chara against his former team. Wallace? Uh, okay, so we all know how I feel about Boston. the Boston Bruins. Yeah, you hate Boston. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the Bruins in like three. Like, I, I, there's something going on with the Washington Capitals. Like, there's, there's some things. Hold you know, on, you're like, on board with Kuznetsov's. Boston now. Yeah, one hundred percent. Boston's oh. going to win this series in five games. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And and I'll, like, listen. As much as I've like gone hard against Boston all year long, this would now be the time that it would it would make sense for me to hedge on that. So I'm going to. But I also really want to see Taylor Hall do well in the playoffs because it just gives me a lot of hope for what Jack Eichel might be next season when he's not on the Buffalo Sabres. Chapman? I also like the Bruins. Uh, Capitals are beat up. <laughs> TJ Oshie wearing the light blue non-contact jersey. Alex Ovechkin. Was it practice, though? He it was practicing. Was positive. Uh, Kuznetsov still on the COVID list, and Ovechkin, we don't know his status. I mean, played how, well in his last game. But how healthy is he, especially in played. a series against the Bruins where you're not going to be getting a lot of rest of physical team? I like Boston. Uh, Washington. Let, let it be shown that I'm the only one taking Washington <laughs> over Boston. And, and I was the guy on the Boston bandwagon at the start of the year. Ovechkin, <laughs> dynamite. And Chara against a former team. Let's go. Washington will win despite none of its goaltenders like that that could play in this series. I'm not counting. I'm not counting Craig Anderson. Uh, have it played in the playoff yeah. game, mm. and and Boston's have. I'm still going with the Washington Capitals. So we've got Pittsburgh unanimous over the New York Islanders, and yeah. then uh, two uh, votes for Boston. I will take Washington. And again, 
That is that, a total. That's like dropping the pen on the standings and taking uh, taking the team where the pen lands closest to. Six Listen, points separated I, I first think, from from fourth in that. Series. So that means the Islanders are going to the final four. Yeah, it could be basically. I, I yeah, I, li- <laughs> I, I think that uh, I feel really really confident about Boston. I am not so confident in the Penguins. That's that's all I got. Really difficult so, uh, I, there. I, I will tell you, I would not mind seeing Pittsburgh and Washington play in the playoffs one more time. I know a little bit of Sid and Ovi, maybe dueling hat tricks again. Mm-hmm. That would be fun. The North Division. Let's slide over there. You have Toronto against Montreal. First time that uh-huh. these teams will meet in the Stanley Cup playoffs since 1979. And Edmonton Winnipeg, who met every year in the old Smythe Division, and Edmonton won every year. <laughs> Uh, they yeah. have did a couple of pretty good players too, and and sort of Winnipeg. Like Winnipeg's one of the great franchises that just couldn't get out because they were in a division with Calgary, and uh, and those teams that went to a couple of finals and won a cup, and and the Edmonton Oilers who won all those Stanley Cups. Toronto against Montreal, Edmonton against Winnipeg. Uh, Chapman, let's start with the original six matchup, which may shut down Canada. Uh, one nights that it's played. That's actually kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. uh, no fan, no fans, by the way, yeah, in, how, in any of these games. How disappointing is that for for the fans of both of those franchises? But I'm going to go Toronto. I don't know what Montreal's goalie situation is. Um, they say know. Carey Price is going to be back for the playoffs. Uh, is he? Is he? Is he 100 though? We like Jake Allen, good guy. I don't know if he's good enough to win a playoff series against the the, the guys that that Toronto's going to throw out there. Goal differential here. One team plus 41, the other minus nine. Montreal's lost five straight, limping into the playoffs. There is no possible way. Listen, if Toronto doesn't win this series, shut the franchise down because they're never going to win a, a, wow. a series. Montreal beat Pittsburgh last year. I, I understand that. It's a In the totally different set of circumstances. How? Uh, for starters, you're, you're not doing a best of five, right? This is a best of seven. Okay, well, that's a that's minor. accurate. Well, but we also don't know how, how healthy Carey Price is. You, <laughs> he, he may play, but if he's unable to go, I mean, granted, we don't know. Toronto's going to win this series. All right. Chapman uh, is going uh, Toronto. Uh, Wallace, you are going. Okay. I kind of wanted to get you before I went, Darren. I'm, mm. I'm, I'm refusing to go next. I oh, want really? You're going to pass? Take on this You're going to use your, your, your oh, one yeah, pass. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going. What? <laughs> Look, I've seen this. I've seen this so many times. I have, uh, but I, I have trouble believing that Toronto won't be able to score enough goals. The problem yeah. is Montreal's bigger and stronger and more physical than than we've seen even last year in in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, Carey Price. I'm going to go with the what the what the experts are telling me that that or the the reports out of Montreal that Carey Price is going to be healthy and Brendan Gallagher is going to be healthy mm-hmm. and they're going to be able to play. I'm taking Montreal for the upset. Okay, um, I I'm glad you did that because here's how I look at this: Who is going to be the equal to Carey Price for the Toronto Maple Leafs? Like right now, you're going into this series. And it's potentially Frederick Anderson. It's probably Jack Campbell. And then you've got big save Dave Riddick if everything kind of goes 
by the wayside. I'm always going to rely on the goaltender. That's always going to be where I kind of choose to, to go. I'm going to say that the Montreal Canadiens shock absolutely nobody by beating the Toronto Maple Leafs in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, I'm on I'm on an island here. <laughs> yeah, you are. You're you're gonna be right, but I, I think for the for the chaos of it all, what will happen in Toronto should they lose to Montreal? Like, should you lose a series that isn't to the Boston Bruins? I I, I, well, I think they lost I think to Darren's Columbus right. last We've year seen, too. Well, right, but again, like that doesn't really count. We've seen implosions from the Toronto Maple Leafs. I think this isn't going to be an implosion. I think they're just going to get flat out outplayed. I hope it's a good series, though. Toronto against Montreal. Yeah, it's just give me seven. Oozes hockey. Yeah, they should. People should storm the arenas and get in and watch that one. I, I shouldn't say that because then <laughs> I'll get. Food for Rob Ford will be uh, paying a visit to your house if you do that. You're gonna you're gonna lose your citizenship right here. Yeah. Uh, Edmonton against Winnipeg. <laughs> Chapman, let's start with I you. I don't here. know. I don't know. Uh, I I like Hellebuck. I like a lot of the players on Winnipeg. I just kind of feel like. The cream is going to rise to the crop here. They, Edmonton has the best, probably the two best players in the series. Certainly the most prolific scorers in the series. Mm-hmm. I really want to see Connor McDavid against Austin Matthews in a playoff series. I'm going to go. With, I'm going to go with the Oilers because I'm being selfish, and this is really what I want to see. Wallace, you already used up your pass, so now you have to go. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I'm trying to talk myself into Winnipeg just because I I think that we all want to see Toronto and Edmonton, but how funny would it be if Canada can't get that right? So um, as much as I I think this is ridiculous because yesterday or two days ago, whatever it was, I said the Winnipeg Jets had no chance. I'm I'm living in chaos here. I think Winnipeg-Montreal would be pretty funny for the, the, the Canadian division final, so I'm going to go Winnipeg. Winnipeg has the reigning Vesna Trophy winner in Connor Hellebuck. Edmonton has a goaltender who at 38 years old, statistically, with the advanced numbers, should be a Vesna Trophy finalist this year. Has been the best goaltender in the North Division, in the Canadian Division, in Mike Smith. Kind of under the radar, but he's had a very strong campaign. They were they were on the skids when Mike Smith was out at the start of the year, and he came back and uh, and settled things down. Uh, I've lived this so many times uh, as a Manitoban and and living on the prairies of uh, of Canada. Edmonton finds ways to beat Winnipeg, and until Winnipeg beats Edmonton, I I just can't go against the Oilers. It's just a foregone conclusion that Edmonton will find a way to beat the beat the Jets. I, I'm I'm hoping so you, Winnipeg wins. I'm hoping, <laughs> but uh, but it's tough to go against Edmonton in this situation, especially with with the way Connor McDavid has played. So, who who then comes out of the North? 
That's a good question. I'm not willing to uh, to declare that until the <laughs> after the first round, until I see. So here's my big take. Okay. On the Scotia NHL North Division. Yeah. I've I've selected Montreal to beat Toronto. I've mm-hmm. predicted that Edmonton will surprise Winnipeg and and knock them back. I will. I'm willing to bet. My, I can't bet money. I'm not allowed to bet money uh, on hockey. But I'm willing to declare right now that one of Toronto or Edmonton will lose. You can't tell me that these two franchises in their recent histories, in, in the Stanley Cup playoffs or just not even making the playoffs, they're both going to shed that, uh, that underachiever label in the same year and meet up. Like I, I just don't see that happening. One of the two will stumble and cause great angst in in <laughs> uh, in their respective provincial capital. Do you okay. guys disagree I mean, that's, with that? That's fair. No, well, I I, listen, I can't because I, I picked both Toronto and Edmonton to advance, so I can't disagree with that. I I think you're absolutely right. Like I. It's going to be one or the other. Like, there's no, there's no possible way we're going to get Toronto Edmonton. No, it's just, it's just not going to happen. This is the year. This is the year, guys. It's going to happen. No, it'd be it's, a it's heck of a happening. series. It'd be a heck of a series uh, to, to to watch. And I think Edmonton, like I think Toronto would have more trouble against Winnipeg uh, than they would against Edmonton. As crazy as that sounds, but it'd be it'd be great. And your your point, Ryan, about the goaltending of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Who's it going to be? And do you start Freddie Anderson from the initial part of the series uh, in game number one? Or do you go with Jack Campbell and and let Frederick Anderson be your safety valve? I, I, there's there's not a right decision on that either. Right. It's right out there. So we have, we have Toronto uh, falling to Montreal by a vote of two to one. And we have... Edmonton winning, so it would be a uh, Montreal-Edmonton North Division final uh, by I'm way okay of... Uh, yeah, I, I am too. And uh, tomorrow we will do the Central and we will do the West. The Central is uh, is going to be fun because like Florida and Tampa Bay is is, is going to be interesting. Uh, there's yeah. some, some goaltending, um, I think, questions that have to be answered by the Florida Panthers. In, in, in Sergei Bobrovsky, uh, he did beat the Tampa Bay Lightning two years ago, remember? Like, he right. was the guy that shut down the Tampa Bay Lightning, and that can't feel good. And he played a really good game down the stretch against the Tampa Bay Lightning. So there's that part of it uh, that uh, that you have to keep in mind. And the Carolina-Nashville is, is kind of like two small market teams, uh, and w- will they take, uh, take the next step? Uh, Carolina should win. I, I'm not sure. I'll t- I'm gonna I'm gonna sleep on that. Uh, that one's got me perplexed uh, because <laughs> Nashville Nashville. I'm not sure that they've played their best hockey all year, and they're they're showing some signs of it right now. And in the in the Honda West, yeah, it's St. Louis, Minnesota are not gimmies by any means. Right. Right. Uh, looking forward to it. How many points does uh, does Connor McDavid end up with? Did, did you have a prediction on that? So, I, I, not so much a prediction. I just said that I knew it would be over a hundred, which he is right now. So, I, but I'm not gonna like take that. I, I, 
sort of tongue-in-cheek said that I wouldn't be surprised if he got up to 110. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, for Connor McDavid, he is sitting at 104 points right now, and he's got one game left. So, I mean, I guess it's not outside the realm of possibility that Connor McDavid could have six points in the season finale. Uh, but I, I said <laughs> over 100. He's there. I just wouldn't let him anywhere near the rink. Yeah, not I, a chance. I, I, I mean, I, I agree with you. I'd have him locked in his house. But I, I think that he's going to play in the last game. Come on. Uh, news and notes uh, from around the National Hockey League. Uh, we told you uh, earlier in the program, uh, in case you missed it, uh, Gerard Glant has been uh, uh, granted permission or is going to interview for the uh, for the New York Rangers head coaching job. Uh, do you think it goes to somebody like Turk, or do you anticipate that it's John Tortorella, Mike Babcock, somebody of of that vein? Yeah, it's it's an interesting one. I I think that uh, you know you look at the the type of coach Gerard Gallant is and what he was able to do here in Vegas, and and I just think he's a really good hockey coach, and he's he's one of those guys that that can I think inspire the players within that room to be more than just the sum of their parts, and uh, I think I'd go down that road, but I. Part of me feels like John Tortorella is kind of inevitable, just based on you know the comments that we heard from from James Dolan and, and wanting a, a tougher product on the ice, one that's going to you know win two to one and be hard to play against. So, uh, I I kind of feel like Tortorella is inevitable or, or a, a coach like that. But if it were me and I was trying to pick what style of hockey I want the New York Rangers to play. I think Gerard Gallant and, and, and being a little bit more up-tempo and fun is where I'd, I'd land if it were me. I almost feel like they're going to interview a bunch of people just to make it look like it wasn't already predetermined that it was John Tortorella. <laughs> yeah. You know? Uh, I think you're right. Uh, Patrick Marlowe wants to play for a 24th season. It may not okay. be in San Jose. Yeah. Would you bring him back if yeah. you're the Sharks? Um, I mean... For the San Jose Sharks, like this is a team that isn't expecting to have another bad season, right? Like this is a team that next year wants to try to rebound as, as best they can. And you know, Doug Wilson's going to have to do some work in the offseason. He's going to have to figure out some goaltending. He's going to have to see where his team is after the expansion draft and, and see if he can get better seasons out of Brent Burns or Eric Carlson and some of his more established players and get uh, bigger contributions from his younger players. But... I I don't know with Patrick Marlowe just simply because I, I don't know how much more he's going to be able to bring to the table. And for a team like San Jose that's trying to to, to kind of go back in the right direction, I'm not sure that Patrick Marlowe is the player that's going to help you do that. His streak, his consecutive game streak, can't end because nobody signs him. It can't. I mean, it could. Somebody's got to sign him. It absolutely could. League minimum, sign him. Somebody with cap space, let it continue. For the good of the game, yeah. what, like what, like what team would do that then? Oh, hey, I just come up with the ideas. I don't execute them. <laughs> All right, uh, Nikita Kucherov, like, Steven Stamkos, so both practicing with the Tampa Bay Lightning, expected to play game one. If you're yeah. Florida, are you sour? I mean, I'm not shocked. No, that's going to be an I, awesome series. It's gonna, it's gonna be. Uh, 
it's going to be explosive from the from the opening puck drop. Like like if you're the Florida Panthers and you've got Nikita, you're lining up against Nikita Kucherov and Steven Stamkos at the beginning of this playoff series. You want to reintroduce them to exactly what they're going to be in for over the next seven games. And same goes the other way. Yeah, fire it up. Tampa Bay Lightning trying to repeat. Uh, they've already dispatched the team they beat in the final. Didn't make the playoffs in the Dallas Stars. Uh, catching up with Chapman as we take a break. Well, one final break on this uh, two-hour edition of the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Findlay Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Here's Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Kelly McCrimmon, thank you for joining us uh, earlier today on the VGK Insider Show. I liked uh, what he said. He was going to the Henderson Silver Knights game tonight uh, so he doesn't have to sit and watch and cheer for a team <laughs> that's not his <laughs> to win in, in the LA Kings. That was kind of one of those under-the-radar uh, type of statements uh, that we heard from Kelly McCrimmon. If you missed the interview, uh, listen to it uh, on the podcast as we catch up with Chapman. Yeah, fingers crossed. I have a, I'm trying to have a workaround to try to get the podcast up today, so... Uh... We still haven't fixed the technical I know issue. you'll leave no stone unturned. I absolutely will not. I, I Trust me. I, I When we have a big guest like Kelly McCrimmon on, it's imperative that we get it up. So so fingers crossed that my workaround works. But uh, nonetheless, today, big, big match, at least in, for fans of soccer in, in the world of soccer. Uh, Liverpool, my, my mm-hmm. side, against Man United. And it's basically Yankees, Red Sox. It's Golden Knights. Well, I mean, I would say San Jose, but... One of those teams has to be competitive, I think, for it to be a rivalry. But nonetheless, my side, Liverpool, the match was delayed 11 days because when they were originally scheduled to play, Manchester United fans staged a protest, which turned into a little bit of a riot. And they delayed the match 11 days uh, because of that. Man United was forced to play, I believe, five games over the course of 10 days, which is pretty, pretty unheard of in the world of soccer football. But, uh, so they they had a game on Tuesday and they basically threw that match because they they didn't play any of their good players and today they they saved them for the Liverpool match and Liverpool went to the city of Manchester and you still haven't told us the result they, they yet they beat the hell out of Man United which was fantastic all is right in the world when Liverpool beats Manchester United four two winners today Diego Jota with a goal for Liverpool Bobby Firmino too and. The leading goal scorer in the Premier League, Mohamed Salah, adds his 21st of the season for Liverpool. So uh, a fantastic afternoon for me. My wife was kind of nervous because I was kind of loud and vocal while the match was going on, yelling at the TV. Has she ever watched you uh, take in a soccer match before? Yes, we've actually been to a couple of soccer matches in Japan. So uh, so, so she knows I get very excited about, about uh, the game, and she knows I, I'm a diehard Liverpool. Liverpool till I die, I have a... Liverpool tattoo in you my arm. You talked about so. this game more than we talked to Kelly McCrimmon. I know. Hey, you know what? It's yep. it's a big yep. deal. It's 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 Liverpool and Man United. It is it is the game <clears throat> of games in the world of soccer. Ryan, save me. I'm the one in here. <laughs> First of all, um, save me. There's no saving you from catching up with Chapman. It's yes. just it's inevitable. You can't do anything once it starts. Uh, the only way to to save yourself is to not let it start. So. <laughs> If you've noticed, yes, there's often times where I try to derail Chapman at the beginning of this segment so that he can't really get into it. Uh, you didn't do that, Here, so uh, yeah, exactly. You, you've got to um, you got to lean into it now, Mallard. That's what you got to do. Yeah. Somebody asked me the other day why uh, why does Chapman get his own segment? 
Because I'm cool. Yep. Now, Ryan, why does he get his own segment? <laughs> because we, we encourage you to have this segment as a way to discourage you from speaking the rest of the program. <laughs> well, that doesn't work. <laughs> it's, it's, it's doing okay. Uh, Kelly McCrimmon, uh, appreciate uh, stopping by. Some insight into uh, what uh, what we witnessed. That, that decision on Mark Stone to be the captain looked like the obvious one. But the idea sure. that, that he called that Mark Stone was going to become an even better player because of the captaincy kind of freaks me out that he was so ahead of that curve. Because you hear that and you go like, okay, well, how is he going to become that much better player? And then he goes out and does mm-hmm. what he did. Like, yeah. Wow. I, I feel like the moral of the story is you should listen to Kelly McCrimmon more often. I know. Uh, well, he did yeah. say that I probably shouldn't fight. That was that was fairly obvious, wasn't uh, it? If you want to test, well, if you want to test that, go ahead. <laughs> uh, tomorrow we have the Central and we have the West. Go Kings, go tonight against the Colorado Avalanche. We'll chat with you tomorrow on Fox Sports Las Vegas. <laughs>